Hey, hey, on this episode of Samp and Chance, we know the cuts happened last week, but we haven't really shared what we thought. So we're going to talk about the cuts. Jade Cargill joining the WWE today. All this and so, so much more on this episode of Samp and Chance Wrestling. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Samp and Chance. I'm your host, Bobby Sampson, and I'm joined with my man, with the master plan, Mr. Chance. Michael's Chance, how are you? Happy Tuesday, brother. You doing good yourself? Not bad at all, man. Not bad at all. Everything is everything. Here we are, Tuesday afternoon. A lot of stuff's happened since we last talked, eh? Yeah, some cuts. Lots of cuts, lots of cuts. I mean, I don't think we'll go through them all. We'll, we'll touch no. on, on some of them, but... um. I guess right off the bat, man, who was your biggest surprise? Well, I don't blame them for anybody that they cut. There's some guys that I like, but I understand why. You got to save money. Some of these guys have been in the show forever. I was surprised they got rid of Madcap. He's young, he's built, got a good look. Mustafa Lee, not really, because he's rubbed people the wrong way off and on his whole career. Um, I wasn't really shocked to see anybody go. Maybe Dolph, I guess, of anybody. He's been such a long-time employee and a good guy, class act. Probably Dolph. What about you? Well, yeah, I mean, I think Dolph was the biggest shock of them all, considering that, you know, we talked about this last time, guys like Dolph and, and Miz never seemed to get cut, you know what I mean? But, mm-hmm. you know, considering everything, but, you know, because both guys have done a lot for the company. I mean, not have they just been wrestlers in the ring on TV as performers. They do a yeah. lot behind the scenes, uh, you know, Dolph and... Miz, especially Miz, you know, those are the guys that you kind of count on to go do the six o'clock promo hit in the city that they're in for the house show, right? So, um, yeah, but after 19 years, you know, Dolph's were kind of, I would say, world is welcome in a way. Like, he, I know they like him in the back, the manager loves him, Vince loves him, but at the end of the day, you've been seeing the guy for 19 years, he's not really over anymore. He just kind of gets out there. He's a good athlete, a good wrestler, but I think it's better for him to time time for a change for him maybe it was aw or japan or impact move on but you know he kind of wore his welcome i thought with the fans but yeah, no for sure Miz i mean miss is not stale no miss isn't stale right and you know dolph hasn't been doing a lot but i thought he was starting to make something of a comeback with the whole nxt run that he had to kind of propel him back but you know losing the title you haven't really seen him anywhere right so and that's one thing i don't like about that so it's like saying like you know you're um brett hall and you, in the primary turn, they send you out of the juniors. Because NXT is the juniors, right? So I don't understand why they send guys down there. I know they're trying to pump it up. But to me, that's a, that's a knock. It's not a good thing. I was surprised they didn't cut Happy Corbin. I thought he'd make the list. He never made it. He survived right. barely. He's probably a guy that was discussed, I would assume. You know, like I said, I mean, you think about it. Who who didn't get cut, that, that surprises me. I think that's one thing I don't think a lot of people are talking about. And I think maybe you can hit on that a little bit. Like you look at some of the guys that are still on the roster, um, you know, like for example, would would you have released Shelton Benjamin or Cedric Alexander? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Cedric is still there. He's doing absolutely nothing. Cedric's um, younger though. Shelton's mid forties, right? I, I get that, but he's doing nothing, right? No, um, I know, I know. You know, I'm just trying to compare. You know, guys that are still on the roster. I was going to say Jinder Mahal. But with all the India stuff and all those kind of things going on, it, it, kind, of, it kind of makes sense not to release him. 
Yeah. If it was just a purely North American based cut, I think he would have been gone. Mm. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, overall, I have no issues with that. I think I take exception to Rick Boogs a little bit. If you recall his comments that he made after he got released, well, not right away, but later on and afterwards saying that, you know, Vince McMahon leaving the company derailed my career. Well, here's my take on it. Honestly, I think that a, you hurt yourself. You were out pretty much for the better part of the year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you were out when Vince was gone. Sort of a deal. Like he was gone. No, wait. Yeah, he was hurt before Vince was gone. Mm-hmm. So he's hurt. Vince is gone. Vince comes back actually by the time you're ready to go again. So I mean, I don't know where he's coming. Well, that's the thing. He's he's, he's blaming Triple H, but Triple H only there for a few months. And at the end of the day, Triple H is not the boss. He's he may tell you who's winning a match and what to do. He has no say in who's on that roster per se, really. He's not the owner. So obviously McMahon signed off on this deal to get cut Rick Blue's lock loose, right? So he's taking some shots at Triple H. The honeymoon period for Triple H is over. Guys are criticizing him now. You know, the dirt sheet writers are attacking him, saying he's not creative, you blah, blah, blah. So that's the part when you get this spot, you take the heat. And uh, But Triple H, I don't think it had much to do with Rick Boone's being cut. If many guys wanted him and TK wanted him, he would have stayed, whether Triple H liked it or not. Yeah. So I had asked you earlier, I remember we were just talking, uh, you know, just generally, and I yeah. said – when Endeavor took over the UFC, like I could understand all the cuts. So just to you know clarify, the day before the roster cuts, they made over a hundred cuts at the head office, mm-hmm. and I expected that. To be really honest, I mean, not really thinking outside the box on it, you know. But you kind of highlighted that for us, man. That's awesome. A mm-hmm. um, hundred cuts in the office, I thought that was fine. Then when the roster cuts happened, I was thinking to myself, "Well, wait a minute." Did Endeavor make any cuts to the UFC roster or or was it just, you know, office staff over there as well? Because mm-hmm. a lot of people lost their job at UFC when they took over Endeavor. So um, I looked into it a little bit. They didn't make any cuts over there. And this is because of what you said, man. Share it with us. Do you less remember? Less people. Less people huh? on the roster. And they get let and they're paid. The main thing is they're paid less. Some of these UFC guys at five to ten grand a fight. Some of these WB guys that just got cut 100K, 200K, 300K. Big difference in the salary. Got to save some money. They got to go. It sucks, but this is not the world they live in. Right. So but also, money. to keep in mind, UFC guys only get paid when they fight. Exactly. Where these, guys, where these guys are paid every two weeks or every whatever. Yeah. Is, right? So the, the cuts to the roster, in essence, are a part of the cuts because mm-hmm. of the type of company it is and what they do in terms of how they pay their talent and their roster. Uh, so here's something I got. The keys to the release, the, the key to the releases were were talent making main roster money, but not being used on the main roster. There you go. Right? So it's basically a lot of those guys making good money. I mean, the one cut that probably shouldn't have happened because he should never have been brought back was Top Dollar. Um, yeah. That was just a waste of time. That was a blunder. That's a blunder. That's a blunder. Um, kind of shocked to see, you know, you know, I, I thought Shelton over Cedric, but then I guess I can understand, right? The age, it's the age. It's the age, but I would have kept Shelton over Cedric. I don't know. Oh, I think Shelton, he's a way better talent, but at the end of the day, Shelton's early 40s, mid 40s are probably like, you know, his best days are behind him. Not saying they are. That's how they see it. You got to go. Cedric's a bit younger. He stays. At the end of the day, it sucks, mm-hmm. but... I don't disagree with really anybody they got rid of. You can all make a case why they should be retired, uh, let go. I like some of the guys, but 
It makes sense. For a lot of these guys, you know, I don't think AEW is an option either. To be fair, I think a lot of these guys would benefit from going to an Impact or an NW. I can see Mustafa Ali in AEW. He really fits their style. Small, skinny, flies around. He might be one of the guys that ends up there. Well, we'll find out. I mean, none of these guys will be anywhere now. We won't see any of these guys until January. Yeah. 90-day complete clause. So, you know, free money for the next three months, man. Yeah, enjoy it. Go on vacation. Enjoy time with the kids. That's it. So, on the heels of all the cuts and everything, Jade Cargill shows up to the WWE, the first new signee, I guess, since all of this. Do you think it was too soon to bring someone in right away? Like, I mean, they just made cuts. Like, how? No, that's how it goes. This is 24-7, 365. We never stop. But if you're cutting money to, for the roster and everything, now you're adding back onto it. I'm just trying to understand. They see more of an upside to her. Maybe merchandise. The women's division is not as many female wrestlers as male wrestlers. So I don't, I mean, they just never stop. You know how these guys are. They always go, go, go. They think they're always thinking months ahead, sometimes a year ahead of what they want to do. So they must have something in the works for. They think it's worth the, worth the price. So we'll find out. But how familiar with you, how familiar were you with Jade, Gar- Jade Cargill? Sorry, pardon me, man. That's bumping spice latte is pretty good. Um, how familiar familiar were you with her before coming here, or even hearing about her coming here? I didn't know she was coming until I heard about her right today. I had no idea prior, but I know a little bit about her, not a whole bunch, but I know about her a bit. But you probably know more about her now in the last maybe twenty four hours than you probably would have before, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Because she's in the big she's in the big leagues now, right? That's crazy. She- huh? So the machine works, right? Absolutely. So yeah, I knew about her a bit. I didn't really pay much attention to her, to be honest. And all of a sudden, Jade, Jade's here. Jade's here. Just the way it goes. Same with Nia Jax. And Vinny brought her back there. It's like, boom, now she's all over. You got a crazy promo last night, eh? Yeah, yeah she was good. What did you think of Raw? It wasn't bad. It was decent. It wasn't great. It was good. Not bad. You? I liked it, man. I like the storyline here. Like, I mean, I, I hate the fact that they keep saying in the dirt sheets, oh, they're teasing the heel turn for Drew. They're teasing the heel to dude. It's happening. It's it's already happened, right? I yeah. mean, he's just one illegal shot away from actually finishing off the job. But I mean, mm-hmm. the dude's more or less a heel, and I have a feeling he's gonna probably end up in a feud with Cody now for a while. Yeah. Right? right. Just keeping everything busy. I mean, listening, listening to Nia Jax promo, you can tell that has Vince McMahon all over that. He's probably, you know, telling her, this is what we're going to do with you and do that and do that. It kind of felt like his, his fingerprints are on her big time. Oh, absolutely. But, decent so, uh, raw. No, it was fun. I had a good time with it. It was decent. I mean, all the right people won, all the stories progressed the right way. Um, man, I, I thought Judgment Day was going to break up, but I mean, it's still there, but it's possible. But the, every time they tease it, they seem to pull through. I didn't realize Damien Pree. I think his birthday is today or yesterday, whatever. He's 41 already. Damien? He's that old. Yeah, he's 41. There you go. I think his birthday is today. I'm pretty sure today or yesterday, but he's, I definitely know he's 41. Happy birthday, Mr. Priest. Um, so, yeah, no, I mean, basically, that's really what's going on, man. I mean, well, Hulk, Hogan got, Hulk Hogan got married for the third time. Yeah, Take yeah. This, that Brooke didn't show up. There's daughter? one. I want it, yeah. I want to create some distance between me and my family. Nick was there, of course. The dad's Hulk Hogan. He's got the money and stuff. Hulk Hogan spent $500,000 on a ring. Five hundred. Well, I mean, the guy got how much money from that lawsuit? Yeah. 
So Hogan's Hogan's people the people think Hogan's broke. Hogan's not broke. He's he's bad. Oh, dude dude has a lot of money, man. He has a copious amount of money. I mean, well, that and he also those properties and stuff too. And like he went down a little bit after the divorce, but he's back up and he gets merchandise sales. He does signings like. But to Hogan be fair, most of his money came from that lawsuit. Well, he got it back because he lost a bunch from the divorce and stuff. But then he got yeah. Back, he got yeah, yeah, yeah. But he yeah. still like he makes merchandise sales and stuff. So he's he's doing fine. No doubt. So hey, uh Jade Jade Cargill said some things here. Can I read it to you? Let's hear it. All right. So she says it feels great. Like when asked about signing with the WWE, right? She says it feels great, you know. I feel like I was just in preparation for the grand stage. I felt like this was always the mission. Uh, she goes on to say, I'm a businesswoman and I think this uh this is the best route for me at the time. Yeah, absolutely. is a great company. And I took what I had and bet on myself and the outcome obviously paid off. So what she's basically saying there is like when she was there the first time, right? Uh, you know, she had an opportunity to join the company, but she bet on herself to go out, build herself up, do the things that she needed to do. And, you know, sure enough, here she is now. So yeah. um, she wants to create a legacy. She says, I want to be in the hall of fame. I want to wrestle with the best women in the world. Uh, there's no grander stage than this, and the opportunities are endless for this company. It's a no-brainer. It was very welcoming. I didn't have a second thought about it. I was just like, yeah, it's the easy choice. She says she's a star in the making of this. It's just going to blow her up. Now, if I'm MJF and I'm watching this 2024, I don't think there's any amount of money that Tony Khan could throw at you because what you'll make over here over time will be double or triple. Yeah, we'll get paid better. But they might not want to pay him the price that he wants, though, either. They might not, he might not fit in their mold. No, no, fair enough. If he doesn't fit in that mold, this is where he needs to kind of, in my opinion, look, look at what's going on for her right now. Oh, yeah. No, look at what happened with Cody. I mean, you're going to be a bigger star here. Yeah, easy, easy. Name. Take a pay cut, but the money you make back on Merchant, just because of the way he is, you know what I mean? Mm. In a lot of ways, he's a great wrestler. But he's also this generation's Miz on the mic. Yeah. Here's the thing what I say. You'll hear, you'll hear some of these guys on AEW and TNA saying, well, I don't care about WWE and I don't care what wrestling they get. But I find that to be untrue because look at it this way. If you're a kid and you're playing ice hockey or football, what do you want to do? You want to win the Stanley Cup. You want to go to the Super Bowl. So if you're a kid that loves wrestling and you train to wrestle, where do you want to wrestle? The biggest, grandest stadium of all, WrestleMania. So anybody that says differently, I disagree with them. Why wouldn't you want to wrestle the biggest show in the world, the best wrestlers in the world? Brother, because I think a lot of those guys who say that from those different companies and are bitter. And, and to be fair, every single one of them, and you and I know a lot of guys out here mm. who, who are in the oh, yeah. teams, right? Great wrestlers. They've all had their chance. Yeah. I'm going to ask you a question. You're in a band, like an amateur band, independent band, you want to call it. If Pink Floyd called you up or Rolling Stones called you up and said open up for me, you wouldn't be like, oh, no, no. You, you do it. It's like I'm playing in front of 100,000 people, right? Yeah, yeah. You no, wouldn't say, no, I don't like Roger Waters. No, screw you, Mick Jagger. Like, oh, hell yeah. Let's go. I tell you what, man. If, if Pink Floyd called me up and said, we want the factory sessions to come out, mm. damn it, we're there, right? Exactly. So that's the point when you start a band, even a podcast, whatever you do, you want to get as mo most eyeballs or ears on you as possible and get your brand out. That's the whole point of doing it. If you don't want to do it, get, get that. Why do it? No, 100%. I'm totally in agreement. Even, even if you don't succeed to that level, you're still aspiring to be that level, right? Brother, look at us. 
Look at what yeah, we're Yeah, no, doing. I know. I'm just saying something. Right? Like yeah, that. absolutely. No, it's, it's, it's that's the best not. example I can think of, right? I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, you want it, you have to work your ass off for it. There's yeah. no excuses. Nothing is free. Nothing yeah, is given to you. Anyone who says, I deserve this. No, you don't. You work for it. You earn it, man. I mean, it's old school mentality. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think, unfortunately, the modern father has that in their <laughs> DNA to no. teach their sons and daughters that trait. Like, I mean, I believe you and I are very lucky that we came from fathers who are still old school. Yeah, the, those days of fathers are over, though. Right. Even, our, we had even us as fathers were softer than our dads were already. We are softer than we are with our dads, but because our dads instilled such discipline that way, right? Like, yeah, we, yeah, you know. Um, but our kids are too sensitive. We couldn't treat their our kids like our dad treated us. This wouldn't work in the time and day and age. No, 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 no. But we we've we we've refined it. Yeah, That's yeah. Look at it. Look, I can never parent the way my parents parented me, mm -hmm. because that just wouldn't fly in today's society. I get that, right? Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is, is we can take those attributes because I'll be honest, man, you know, my parents probably did the best they could with what they knew. Yeah. Right. So we can take that great knowledge and basically use it to use it with with our children, but make it refined and make it work for us. Right. I mean, first off, congratulations, man. Here's an example of that. Flying Reigns, man, made the made the team. Right. He yeah. made the rep team. Why? Why did he make that thing? Because he worked hard, bro. Absolutely. Yeah. The hard work pays off with anything that you do, whatever it is. Right. You know, all summer long, dude was training. He was yeah. on the ice. He was doing everything. Other kids were playing tag. My man was on the ice. Yeah. And it paid off, right? Mm -hmm. it did. So that, that's what I think is missing from this generation. Uh, you know, today it's like nobody wants to work. They just want it. Wants it. Yeah. So, you know, and, and that's for some adults we know. Oh, you know, you know a few of those guys, absolutely. Right. So, but anyways, this is a wrestling show. And we, we you know, I'm gonna get off the soapbox here, brother. I apologize. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't apologize. How can I apologize for saying something right? Right? Yeah. No, um, no hundred percent, brother. But tell you what, I mean, other than that, we got fast thing coming up. Really, I guess since Sinsuke against October seven. Pardon? October seventh. Yeah, so we still have some time here, but the cards really hasn't been built up. Sinsuke Nakamura and Seth in a street fight. They're the last man standing. Which one? I can't remember which one it is. I think it's last man standing. I can and then John Cena versus the Bloodline. Well, the two against one right now. So yeah, yeah you got that. And then other than that, right then and there, the people will watch this. Have, this is watch John Cena, right? So that's that's a smart move. It's kind of interesting though. They've had a lot of time to build this card, but really, it's only started to get built now in the last. You know what? I seen thank you. I seen Triple H post today. The greatest of all time. John Cena on Fastlane, you know, who, I want to know who started saying that about him. Cause it just happened a few weeks ago, like a month ago when he came Vince. back. Vince is, Cause he's telling the commenters saying he's the greatest of all time. Is Vince doing it? Vince. Yeah. That's his tagline. The same way they, they, they call him Seth freaking Rollins. Vinny. It's all Vinny. That's Vinny because he believes. Him and, him and John Cena, he looks like John Cena like a son. No, no, no 100%. Tight. Because here's the thing, man, of all the guys that he could have picked from that time to be the next one, right? He picked a guy who was in second generation, third generation guys out there. He he worked so hard. I think that's what it is for him. Again, we come back to this work ethic, right? Yeah. It all comes down to that work ethic, and Vinny sees how hard John Cena worked. But people hated John Cena. Like they hated him, the indie guys that ruined him. They really, really hated him. But his, his work was so good, you couldn't deny his greatness. Kind of like the Roman Reigns thing. They hate him, hate him, hate him. COVID hits, 
now he's respected. So Vinny knows. He knows. Like he knows. No, no, no. Vinny, Vinny's, Vinny's the man. I mean, I, I believe Vinny said he wants to live to 120, and the only way he's going to leave this company is when he's dead. Right from his dead hands. Right. He said, "My mother." You think in Vinny's way because he's very like he likes to rasp people up. You think by him calling John, he might believe that, but he knows it's pissing off Hogan, the Flair, and Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Oh, he's the greatest of all time. You're going to say it. You know, you know what I mean? Vince does these kind of games. No, I get it, but you know, you can't argue with, with the logic behind it. No, either. I'm not arguing. I'm saying I think no, 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 I'm just saying, yeah, but again, it just comes down to spite and jealousy, right? I mean, at yeah. your time, you were, you know, I love Triple H. Don't get me wrong. I mean, as yeah. a wrestler, he was my favorite wrestler, right? I mean, but I would not say he was the greatest of all time. He's top 10, though, I'd say. He's top all 10, time. obviously, right? I mean, I put him in my top five because he's my guy. Right. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, just in a regular poll, yeah, he'd probably be top ten, and that's about it. I think so. Yeah. Right. Um, the only argument that I can make for greatest of all time against John Cena would be Hogan. Yeah. That's Between Hogan and John Cena, I guess some people might throw the Rock out there, but he had such the short little reign there, right? No, but I'm I'm talking about what they did for the companies. Like, if you think about it, Hogan came in at a time where wrestling was almost like you know non-existent in a way yeah. like it'll always be around don't get me wrong but not at the level that Hogan and Vinny brought a mainstream right yeah. so I mean from that perspective that's Hogan no if Hogan and Vinny don't do what they do there is no Cena there is no Triple H Undertaker etc etc you know they sat the catalyst for it all but what John Cena did in my opinion he took wrestling when it was probably at its lowest after the mm. attitude era after everything, right? yeah. and and he basically carried that company and rose it up again so ruthless aggression, yep. So ruthless aggression, all that he did to bring the cap the company back to what it was. There's only one thing I know he doesn't need to do it, but there's only one thing Hogan did that two things Hogan did that John Cena didn't do. One, he went to another company made of the number one company, WCW Hogan Monday Night Wars. And we don't know how good I know we wouldn't, but we don't know for sure how good of a heel John Cena would have been. And we know NWO Hogan one of the greatest heels of all time. I think. Uh, I know why they didn't. I know why they didn't switch John Cena heel because Make a Wish stuff. But yeah. I'd like to have seen what he could have done with it. Just to see. You know what? I mean, a heel Cena would have been awesome based yeah. on the baddies that he plays in movies and stuff. Mm -hmm. If he was that kind of character, you know, as a oh, he would have killed it. He would have been it. awesome. He would have been amazing. I think he would have just done an equally better job. And I don't think he would have been needed an NWO or a faction behind him. Him standalone heel would have just destroyed. Let's not forget Hogan, the same age John Cena is right now. That's when Hogan started his NWO stuff. So, I mean, I know John Cena's kind of faded out, but like he still could technically go, he won't, but he, he still does. could pull it off. Well, I mean, he's, he looks like he's going to be around until at least Royal Rumble looking like I it. I hope so. And uh, I, will oh. see him, I will see him at WrestleMania 40. He'll get a final send off, I think. I think that, I think so too, right? Something big's coming. I think he's going to be around for the rest of this time, but hey, um, Elimination Chamber. 80,000 people in Perth, Australia. Yeah, I've seen that. It's amazing. That's going to be crazy. And they're saying they might bring Rock in for that too to spice it up, right? Well, I'm telling you, man, if they're going to lead this thing to the Roman Reigns and, and Rock kind of match at WrestleMania, then you got to start it there. And they're going to pay Rock a lot of money. We won't be able to do it. I got to take it. He can't say no to it. You know what I mean? Now that he went on this, all the sport shows that he, I wasn't doing the match, I wasn't doing the match, W didn't want me to. So now he kind of put his foot in his mouth. Now he's kind of got to go out there and do it. And kind of, I see at WrestleMania 40, Brock and John Cena's last match, not against each other, but I think they're both going at number, the number 40. This is a good rounded number, you know?
This is an interesting WrestleMania, man. Like we said, we'll probably get Gunther and, and uh, Brock on this card. Probably get Roman versus Rock on this card. Um, Logan Paul's going to be on there. We're going to have a lot of, a lot of big guy theory. Yeah, yeah. That. Yeah, for sure. Here's an interesting match. I don't think too many people have talked about it. So if Roman and The Rock end up going toe-to-toe for that night, what about Cody versus Cena? They could do that. Kind of like a passing of the torch thing. See that happening. If you look at Cody's character, he's very much like, you know, a Cena-esque, like, character. Sort of. Cody's Cody's not quite as hot as he was right now. It's kind of coming down. You see him all the time, right? But I can see that. Cody was Johnson. That'd be a good few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, brother man, do you have anything? Top five? Anything like that? What do you got for me, bro? I want you to do some fantasy booking. Let's hear your top five matches at WrestleMania 40 that you would book if you were Vinny Mac. Oh, shit. I think I already said three of them. All right, so Brock versus Gunther, I think that's just inevitable. That's going to happen. Yeah. Um, it doesn't need a huge buildup. Um, my only concern would be, would it be good Brock or would it be good Gunther, right? You, I, I don't think it would work if they're both heels. One has to be, yeah, you know, some uh, a crowd favorite in some sense, right? So yeah, um, so that's my only concern there. Uh, I mean. I, I guess Rock and 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 Reigns, but you know I'm not hot for it though. That's the I don't really thing. care to see that. I mean, it's right? all, I I'm get really, it, but I'm not like excited about it. Yeah, exactly. I'm not hot for it anymore. I was hot for it for 39. I really yeah. was. But that's where it should have happened, but it didn't. But uh, yeah, and then I'm also thinking, um, like I just said it right now. I think Cody versus uh, Cena would be really fun. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be a good match. That's three, right? Um. You know what I would like to see? I would like to see Bianca versus Jade Cargill at WrestleMania. I think that would be good. It's just two wrong women, man. And number five. Oh, you know what? I'm going to take it back. Let me go back here. No. You know what? Scrap the John Cena Cody thing. I have a better one in my head. CM Punk versus Cody Rhodes with Triple H in Cody's corner and Vinny in CM Punk's corner. I like that. Right? Love that. Right? Uh, and yeah, that's I said it. Many times, CM Punk and Vinny are friends. People don't realize that. It's Triple H and Punk that are buddies. Vinny and Triple Vinny and Punk are their friends. I think that would be a fun, fun match. What about this one? If Vinny doesn't want to get involved, why not Triple H versus Shane? Street fight. You can do that too. They have real heat, and you can turn it out of Dabby. Imagine those guys in the microphone. You want to take my dad? You know what I mean? Oh, they could just go for days with that stuff. That'd be good. Triple H doesn't have to do much. It's like Bret Hart there when he fought me that punch kick, smashing chairs, sledgehammer. Doesn't have to take any bumps. Doesn't, you know, five minutes. But the story would be amazing because they don't like each other. So they say. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll I would love to be a fly in the wall this November at McMahon Family Thanksgiving. <laughs> like, does Linda show up? Does Shane show up? Like, what's going on? We don't know. I think they all do their own thing, man. Who knows? But you know, I'm, I, what Triple H eats with Vinny and the kids, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loves his grandchildren, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he loves his father-in-law. Who has a better father-in-law than Triple H? Not many guys. <laughs> no. I can't. That's a line of work that you're in. That's your guy you want as your father-in-law. And Vince likes them, right? So, or he would have kicked his ass out. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, tell me what. Good card. Looks good. Yeah, I know everything looks good. Everything is great. Why don't we end here? 
and yep. uh, get on with our afternoons and and uh, live life and um, gear up for Thursday. Big show Thursday, one of our biggest. This is leave it at that. We'll start yeah. dropping hints. So, guys, check out our Instagram. Check out our, our Twitter. Well, if you want to see a hint, just look over your shoulder. The hint's right in the background. <laughs> well, you know what? Look, read into it as you may, whatnot. Yeah. Guys, you will not want to miss Thursday's episode. If you're a boxing fan, if you, if you love boxing, this is the one we've been waiting for. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited. But... I will say it. I will say it's a whatever top two or three interviews we've done, not just because the name recognition, take that aside, for the flow, the questions, how he received it, how we received it, how everybody received it, just putting it all together, top two or three that I think we've done. No, man, we, we were doing awesome. Now it's in my hands. I'm going to make it pretty, dress it up nice. Mm. And uh, yeah, we'll get that going out for everybody. But in the, in the days coming, guys, like I say, check out our Twitter or X, um, you know, check out our Facebook, check out our Instagram. Instagram. TikTok. Yeah, all of it. TikTok. Just just hit our spots. We're going to be releasing some hints. We're going to probably be releasing a reel here pretty soon announcing this uh, interview. Um, so yeah, stay tuned. On that note, everybody, um, you know, be safe. Just enjoy. Drive safe. It's raining out there a lot this week, so if, please just don't rush around. You'll get wherever you need to get to. If you rush around, chances are you might get smashed up and then you won't get where you need to go. Yeah. Just take your time. Enjoy the moment. Listen to Samp and Chance. We got enough episodes for you guys to rock on. So Funny. I'm Bobby Sampson. He's Mr. Chance Michaels. And in the words of the great ACDC, those that download, like, and subscribe to the podcast, we salute you. We do salute you. And in the infamous words of one Ed Whalen, in the meantime and in between time, that's it for Samp and Chance. Everybody have a great rest of your week. Join us on Thursday with a special episode coming out friday uh as well to kind of talk about the canelo and charlo fight so stay tuned for all of that man things are just gonna get better and better from here out snap and chance are out <laughs>